This is Daniel Gallardo, and you're listening to the Tenkara Cast, the podcast about the simple Japanese method of fly fishing, Tenkara. In the Tenkara Cast, I'll be sharing information with you on techniques, history, gear, and philosophies, as well as Tenkara stories from anglers all over the world. This podcast is brought to you by Tenkara USA, introducing Tenkara outside of Japan since 2009. It is only possible we create content such as this podcast and all the videos that we create because of your support, so we thank you so very much for purchasing Tenkara USA rods, lines, and flies. I hope you enjoy learning more about the simple Japanese method of fly fishing, Tenkara. Hello everyone, this is Daniel at Tenkara USA. Welcome back to another episode of the Tenkara Cast. First of all, I want to thank everyone for joining in on our sale, taking advantage of the really good prices that we have been offering on the Tenkara USA rods, and not postponing your purchase. It's been incredibly helpful to our team to have that purchase from you coming now as opposed to later, uh, you know, because things are a little uncertain. We had a possibility of the warehouse potentially closing. Luckily, it never did. We were able to keep shipping product uh, throughout the sale. And uh, we are really grateful to have your support at these times. Uh, our team is breathing much easier um, and hopefully you have a rod in your hands that uh, you're able to use now as things start opening up and you're able to go fishing uh, in the waters close to you. So thank you so much for making a purchase now as opposed to later. So today um, I wanted to do something I've been meaning to do for some time, which is to cover the most commonly asked questions about Tenkara and some not so commonly asked questions about Tenkara perhaps. And I'm gonna have to split this episode up into at least two parts. So you're gonna see the Tenkara Q&A part one, which is gonna be focused, it's gonna have a couple of questions, kind of general questions about Tenkara, but then I'm gonna focus exclusively on questions about Tenkara rods. Uh, And that's gonna be a fairly long episode, um, roughly about 40 minutes. And then I'm going to have the Tenkara Q&A part two, where I'm going to start getting into Tenkara lines and hopefully also Tenkara flies and other questions. Uh, so I'm going to split up this episode. This is going to be part one, exclusively focused on Tenkara rods. If you have questions or are interested, look out for Q&A on Tenkara part two, focused on Tenkara lines, Tenkara flies, and other questions about Tenkara. But I just kind of wanted to get us all on the same kind of page and make sure that we try to cover bases and there's not too many misunderstandings about Tenkara. Uh, so it's more of a, uh, it's a Q&A. Uh, these questions are questions that my team, you know, especially TJ and John doing customer support have um, shared that they get very often. But also questions that, um, you know, if you go to our blog, tenkarayosea.com forward slash blog, the first post that you see, which is pinned to the top of the page, is going to be a Q&A post. And I've left that there for a long time so people can ask questions directly. And so I compiled some of the questions that have been asked over time from there. Um, and then some other questions that have come through Facebook and other means over the years. So hopefully this kind of gets us a chance to cover everything. It could be a long episode. I'm not sure. I'm going to try to go through the questions 
relatively quickly. Uh, so some of them may be a little bit superficial as opposed to trying to go super into depth about everything. Um, and if you do, if you are left with any questions at the end of this, don't hesitate to reach out either through the podcast page for this Q&A or through that Q&A po- uh, blog post that I just mentioned. So I'm going to start from the beginning. I'm going to cover some kind of general questions, and then I'm going to go th- uh, kind of try to break it up into sections um, to organize the episode a little bit. So the first one is just going to be a couple of general questions. Then I'm going to try to cover questions that have come to us about Tenkata rods over the years, and then about Tenkata lines, including you know rigging and that kind of thing. Then I'm going to cover Tenkata flies. And then lastly, I'm going to cover some some of the things that have come about how to learn about Tenkata and that kind of thing and uh, related to general questions as well. But one of the most common questions we get uh, to begin with is whether Tenkata is good for beginners. And yes, it's great for beginners. Um, so Tenkata is this really simple method of fly fishing as we always talk about, only rod, line, and fly. A lot of people think that it resembles the good old cane pole fishing that people might have done as kids. And a lot of, uh, a big part of the reason that a lot of people might have grown up doing that is because there's not a whole lot to it. So Tenkata kind of takes that, uh, the advantage of the simplicity of the cane pole, even though it does have to teach you how to fly cast because you're making the line move and that kind of thing. But all around, very, very good for beginners. Uh, for kids as well. So Tenkata is a very good method of fishing for kids because it keeps things simple. There's not a whole lot of uh, things to mess up, if you will. And uh, the casting itself doesn't take long. Um, you know, you you learn how to cast in a couple of minutes. It's a little bit like picking up a, a pebble and throwing it. You know, you kind of have a very similar motion. So there's not a ton there. It's a very intuitive way to fish. Uh, and then you know, like later I'm going to talk about rods, but the entire method of Tenkata is really good for beginners. So I want to address that right now. Uh, it's not really about the rods. Uh, all the rods are good for beginners, but because the method itself is really good. Next one, is Tenkata good for backpackers or for backpacking? And yes, absolutely. The first thing that's going to come to mind when people look at Tenkata uh, in terms of thinking about backpacking is that the whole setup is very portable, very compact, and there's not a whole lot to it. You know, you have a rod line and fly, the rods telescope down to 20 inches, and you have this little kit bag with you. So it's not a whole lot of um, space that it's going to take up. You can build a whole kit, uh, a whole Tenkata kit if you're minimal, uh, a very strong minimalist for about six ounces of gear roughly, um, and or even potentially less, but six ounces, I think, is a good number to shoot for if you're a super minimalist, where you have the Tenkata rod, about three ounces. You have a a keeper with line and tippet and flies in it. That's another probably three ounces. And maybe a little nipper, which is, you know, point something ounces. So very lightweight. But my favorite thing when it comes to Tenkata for backpacking is not so much the portability as it is the speed of putting things together. And that's something that sometimes people don't think about. But when you're backpacking, you have to set up with you. If you have a conventional Western fly rod, um, especially one that is set up for, you know, backpacking for trips, like a seven-piece rod, for example, it takes quite a bit of time to line all the guides uh, in, a, in a fly rod. 
and then you have to not only line the guides up and put all the pieces together, you have to run the line through it, and sometimes the line kind of comes back out, but you run the line through it, and then you have to attach your fly because it's hard to kind of pass it on, you know, through the guides and so forth. So that takes um, a few minutes to get rigged up. Whereas with Tankata, you literally girth hitch your line to the tip of the rod, you unspool it out of the spool, extend the rod, and you can be fishing in about 40 seconds or so. That's how long it takes me to extend the, the rod with a line. And from there on, you're fishing, you want to put the rod away, another 40 seconds to collapse the rod, wind the line around the spool. So that's my favorite thing about that. Now moving on to Tenkata rods. What is a good Tenkata rod for a beginner? And again, uh, all Tenkata rods that we offer at Tenkata Yosei are excellent for beginners. Um, the method itself is really good for beginners, so I wouldn't get too caught up on thinking of which rod is going to be best for beginners. Mostly you want to look at the features in the rods. There are, I will say, there are two rods that are what I would consider as a or more general, all-around kind of rods that cover a variety of situations really well. And that's if you're unsure what kind of waters you're going to be fishing, you might be going to small streams, bigger waters, and you just want to have something that does it all really easily. It's a, two easy rods for us to recommend are the Iwana, which is a 12-foot rod. 12-foot is the average length of a Tenkata rod, by the way. And a Desato, which is from 10 feet 8 to 12 feet 9. So those rods cover that average length of 12 foot, which is the average length of a Tenkata rod. The other rods are slightly more specialized. You know, the Roto being a small stream kind of rod, like if you're fishing very tight waters, the Ito being your longest rod, uh, the Hane being a really good rod for backpacking, for taking along in your little adventures. Um, but all of them can be used by beginners really easily. Um, so that's kind of the, the gist of it about Tenkata rods. Um, the next question that I would say that we get very often, how big of a fish can I catch on a Tenkata rod? And that's uh, another question that there is not that much of a specific answer to it. So Tenkata is not designed to go after very large fish, fish species. You know, if you're targeting steelhead, if you're targeting pike, if you're targeting, you know, just very large species, we don't necessarily recommend Tenkata for that. However, we have seen pike up to 29 inches being caught on a Tenkata Yose rod. Uh, I think we have that on our blog, definitely have that on my book. Uh, Sean Lizotti out of South Dakota caught that a few years ago and sent us this photo of this beautiful pike, like huge. Um, so that might have been the largest, possibly the largest fish I have seen caught on a Tenkata rod that I've seen a photo of. I have seen also like a couple of fish in about seven pound range. Uh, there was a bass, I think that was caught in California that I remember, and a video of somebody, um, um, somebody catching, I forget who he was now, but somebody catching a seven pound brown, tr brown trout in New Zealand. Um, so as long as you're targeting, uh, I would say for pretty much most trout, uh, most panfish, you know, in lakes and ponds, bass, all these kind of average, what I would call average kind of species, um, you're likely going to be fine. Even carp, you know, for example, I have caught some carp. 
if you seen like a super large fish, you know, maybe, you know, you have to think a little bit about how you're going to handle it, how you're going to land the fish. Um, but if you're fishing for these kind of average size fish species and you happen to hook into a large, you know, specimen of those, you're probably fine. Uh, so that's kind of the gist of it. Um, for the most part, you know, if you're targeting that 10 to 22, 23 inch trout, you're good. If you're targeting the pinfish and you happen to hook a five pound bass, you're good. Now the next question that comes along with that is which rod do we recommend for catching a large fish on Tenkata? And at Tenkata USA we have two main rods. All of the rods at Tenkata USA can catch and land a large fish. They're very strong material, they're made of carbon fiber, they're designed to play fish really well. The main difference is going to come in terms of um, which one is going to make it easiest to bring a large fish in kind of quickly so you're not overtiring the fish. And the two main rods that we recommend in our lineup are going to be the Ito. That's my favorite rod. I've used the Ito for catching carp, uh, large carp, uh, for catching bass, and for catching very large trout. And there's videos of pretty much all of those on our website. And the Amago is another one. It's a 13 and a half foot rod uh, with a lot of backbone to it. I personally prefer the Ito because it's got a better, a nicer feel to it. It's a smoother casting rod, doesn't feel quite as heavy on the hand, and you will handle those large fish really well. You have a lot of leverage. Uh, but the Amago is a, it's a stouter, heavier rod that does a really good job of bringing the fish in a little bit quicker. Um, and it's also a little less expensive. So that's in terms of the large fish. Next question that we get pretty often about Tenkara is, what about, I've heard about throwing the rod in the water when you catch a large fish with Tenkara. Is that for real? <laughs> so that's a quote. Somebody asked me a question. Um, and there's, <laughs> I always laugh at that question a little bit. I always kind of like to say that maybe somebody's trying to sell you more Tenkara rods than we are. Uh, because no, you don't have to throw the rod in the water. But I will cover where that comes from. So there is a little bit of truth to that. Uh, primarily, that's a historical thing. Way back in the day when rods were made out of wood in the West, you know, like in Europe, uh, and I should say Tenkara and Western fly fishing started in a really similar way where you had a long rod, fixed length of line tied to the tip of the rod, um, and they looked the same. Except that in Europe, you're using wooden rods. In Japan, you're using bamboo rods. But regardless, you know, back in the day before modern materials and so forth, if you happen to hook a very large fish and you're fighting a fish and it really feels like the rod is about to break, your last resort is going to be throw the rod in the water because you have a chance to go and retrieve the rod but it's going to be really, really hard to fix it, replace it, and so forth. And at the same time, if the rod were to break back in the day, um, the part of the rod might go with the fish anyway. So might as well throw the rod in the water. But that's old stuff that might come from some historical texts and that kind of thing. Um, or perhaps it is just the fact that Tenkari Ose rods are really strong uh, and we design them to fight large fish really well. So modern rods are made of carbon fiber. If you happen to hook into a large fish, your first large fish, you're going to swear that the rod is going to break because it's bending so much. 
but we can you can rest assured the rod is designed to fight a large fish that way. Um, so at least with Tenkario Save rods, you don't have to throw the rod in the water, so ignore that. Other brands, I'm not sure. Now, another question we get very often is, I can't see the rod tip. Uh, it's stuck somewhere in there and I can't see it, maybe it didn't come with it. Uh, so sometimes that happens. If you're not familiar with the Tenkara rod, you remove the plug that keeps every segment inside and you kind of tilt the rod down to expose the segments. The first thing that should come out is the tip of the rod where you're gonna be tying the line. And you can see the Lillian, you know, it's uh, kind of like the flower. The Lillian is the red string material that's on the tip of the rod and you should be seeing that coming out first. Occasionally, the tip of the rod, the very tip of the rod, may go in and it kind of gets stuck in there and you don't see it because, you know, just the way it's working. All you have to do is going to be tilt the rod, expose the tip, the, the first part that you see essentially, the thinnest part that you see. You hold that between two fingers as the rod is tilted down and you shake it very hard, uh, point it down, you kind of shake it, you make this kind of uh, punching down motion while holding the segment. And usually that force of the shaking down is gonna shoot the tip out. If you do not see it, the next thing you can do is just unscrew the cap on the base of the rod and remove the, the, the tip segment from the back and then reinsert it back in. So that's kind of the uh, way you can do when you don't see the, the rod uh, tip. What rod do, what Tenkara rod do I use in a small stream with a lot of trees around? So I mentioned earlier that the average length of a Tenkara rod is 12 feet long. It's very intimidating length uh, for, a ten, for a fly rod in general, people, if, if you're not used to it. So 12 foot, people look at that and they're like, there's no way I can fish in a small stream, especially if there's trees around me. And the main thing that I will mention is that you get used to the length of the rod really quickly. So don't be too intimidated by that. Don't be too caught up in that. I can say that I fish very small streams with a lot of trees around me with a 12 foot rod uh, on occasion. I go up to Indian Peaks Wilderness, you know, near my home here. Um, very tight streams with a lot of trees around and I use a 12 foot long rod. So first thing is don't be too intimidated by the length of the rod. However, if you are almost exclusively or primarily fishing very small streams, yes, a 12 foot rod is gonna feel long. So what you have to do when you're using a long tenkata rod, like a 12 foot rod, you have to use different techniques. First, you're casting stroke, you're not gonna go far, as far back as you would you know, with a, with a western fly rod, you know, you're, or even with a, when, when the terrain is very open, your, typically your casting stroke with a tenkata rod is going to be your back cast. You move the rod up to 12 o'clock, pointed straight up. Your forecast, you kind of go to 3 o'clock or so. But when you go up to 12 o'clock, you're shooting the line primarily up, and there might be canopy and that kind of thing. So the first thing you do is you modify your casting stroke, uh, either not going as far back as you would otherwise, or casting over the stream, or using different casting techniques and also making a faster casting stroke. So that's the first thing about technique. But in specifically, which rod would I recommend for fishing a small stream with a lot of trees? 
the roto is our main rod that we have designed for that. Uh, because yes, you want to have a short rod. Um, in the roto, you can f fish that one at 8 feet 10 inches to 10 feet 6 inches. So I will mention that 10 feet 6 inch is already a very short length for a Tenkata rod. It's hard to find. It's not particularly common to even find those in Japan. I mean, they, they usually kind of come to around 11, 11 feet or so. Uh, there are some 10 and a half feet, but that's a short Tenkata rod. We kind of took an approach of making it, giving you the choice to fish it even shorter if you really feel like you need to. So that rod, you can fish it at three different lengths, eight feet, 10, nine feet, nine, 10 feet, six. And that covers the basis for all uh, small streams. Now, keep in mind that if you do have a longer rod, let's say you have a 12 foot long Tenkata rod, you can always choke up on the grip of the rod. So you're, if you hold the rod, let's say you have the Iwana, which is a 12 foot rod, and the rod also collapses to about 20 inches or so. If you just hold your rod at the end of the first segment as opposed to on the handle, you're effectively shortening the rod by a foot and a half roughly, or even two feet if you go a little bit more. So let's say two feet, you know, you're choking up on the grip. All of a sudden you're fishing your rod at 10 feet in length, which is very, very short. Now, if you really want to, you can also collapse one of those segments, even though the rod is not particularly designed to do that, but you have the option to do so. The main recommendation there, kind of getting a little bit ahead of myself, is maybe try pairing the rod that you have with a shorter length uh, of rod. And it's becoming clear to me that I'm going to have to break this episode into two parts uh, because it looks like I'm going to have to take some more time. So in the future, uh, pretty soon here, look up for another episode on Tenkata lines and the other parts of it as well. But in the, in the Tenkata lines part, I will cover the common rigs and different things that you can do, um, you know, for managing different situations in terms of rigging uh, your rod. So look out for part two, uh, which I might put out at the same time. We'll see if I can do both of them at the same time, but I'm going to break this up. Now, the next question, uh, besides the small stream, is the opposite way. Which rod... Which Tenkata rod do we recommend for a large river? And that's kind of like when you have a larger river, especially a place that is more open, you know, you don't have quite as many trees around and overhead, it's really easy to maneuver a long rod. And a long rod gives you huge advantage because you can cast on the other side of many currents, you can keep the line off the water, you don't have to quite move in as far, you can pair it with a longer rod more easily, and so forth. So just go for the longest Tenkata rod you can. Our longest rod is the Ito, which you can fish actually at two different lengths. You can fish it at 13 feet long, which is already a, a long Tenkata rod, or 14 feet 7 inches. Personally, the Ito is actually my favorite rod by far. Uh, you see that in my hands more often than any other rod, even in small streams, because I know I, if I go to a bigger water, I have the length that I want, but if I get into a small stream, I can always do different techniques to have a shorter rod with me as well. So with one rod, I can fish in a variety of conditions. But the Ito's our primary uh, suggestion for large waters, and the Amago perhaps at 13 and a half foot, that's a good option as well. 
Now, we also get asked very commonly, what are the differences between Tenkari USA rods and other manufacturers? What are the differences between Tenkari USA and Tenkara Rod Company, uh, and so forth? So first, uh, let me mention this. So there's been a lot of confusion in the marketplace about the name Tenkara Rod Company. Uh, it's one of our competitors. Unfortunately, they chose to use a descriptive term uh, to describe their company um, and really kind of taken, have taken advantage of the confusion that it has generated. And I want to get that out there because I see advertisements on Google and it's making me really upset where they say the original Tenkara Rod Company, which is absolutely super misleading. Um, they have, of course, used the Tenkara Rod Company as a brand uh, originally, but we were in the market several years before they came on. And they decided to use that confusing term and they, you see a lot of advertisements that they put out trying to mislead people, in my opinion. So Tenkari USA, at this point, we have been around for 11 years. Um, we were the first company to take Tenkara outside of Japan. Uh, we were also the first company to put all the pieces together under one brand. You know, we make the Tenkara rods. We have designed our own Tenkara rods. Uh, we have designed, worked with manufacturers to make our own Tenkara lines as well. And we have made our own Tenkara flies. And we have put all these pieces together as well as a couple of accessories. So in, specifically in terms of the Tenkari USA rods, those 11 years have given us a lot of chances to improve our rods a lot over the years. So that's all we do. We just work on Tenkari USA branded product and we improve them over the years. You know, there's this Japanese concept called Kaizen, which is continuous improvement. I'm a strong believer in that. Um, if you have been following Tenkari USA for some time, you probably have seen different iterations of our rods being released. Um, some of the changes that we have made to some of our rods have been big enough where we felt it warranted a re-release of the rods. For example, the Iwana, we have gone through multiple iterations, but some years ago we decided to make the Iwana 2, which is the current one. We don't call it the Iwana 2, but we did mention it at the time because there was enough tweaks there to make it different enough. So the first thing is we have designed our own rods. Uh, we A lot of the Tenkara manufacturers um, that are marketing Tenkara here, they take off-the-shelf rods uh, that are in the factory sitting around, put a brand on it, don't do any work, they just market Tenkara. We have taken the approach from the very beginning to produce, design and produce original rods. That's the first one. And over time, we have improved them quite a bit, significantly, actually. A lot of the changes have never been announced because we just do it because we want to. Um, and that's kind of the, you know, just the way that we do things. We want to continuously improve most batches of Tenkara rods that we make. We make some improvement on them. And we don't call it out because we just want to make the rod better. The other thing, too, is sometimes people do say, you know, our, our rods are a little bit pricier than others. But I will mention that there's a reason for that. The any fly rod, uh, but Tenkara rods also, the most important component, which makes the entirety of the rod, it's also one that it's difficult to gauge 
the the quality because it's hard to see what's going on in there but it's the carbon fiber and carbon fiber if you look at a low grade one versus a high grade and and when I talk about low grade and high grade I'm not talking necessarily about high modulus versus low modulus which which some people refer to I'm also talking about the the weave pattern the combination of uh, resins that we have to put on with the carbon fiber, the way they're rolled, the pattern, the, the cut pattern as well, and so forth. So there's a lot of differences in a carbon fiber. And you can make your rod less expensive by skimping on that. And unfortunately, there's a lot of compromises that start happening where the rod can become more brittle, it can break more easily. Um, you know, the rod might feel heavier, and there's all these kind of compromises you have to figure out to make a good Tenkara rod at a lower price. Most of our rods are a little bit more expensive because we do spend a lot of money on the carbon fiber. It's a huge part of the cost, obviously, the biggest part of the cost of making the rods. And we believe in strongly in keeping the quality of the carbon fiber that we use at a very high level because that's your rod. That's what's going to fight the fish. It's going to prevent breakages very easily and so forth. So that's a second difference in terms of Tencariose rods in most other manufacturers. And the other one I would say, maybe another big one, is the features and designs that we have made. You know, we have some patents still pending on a couple of our designs. Uh, but we do have very well thought out features that make the fishing experience very good uh, with Tenkariose rods. And so those, those are, I'd say, kind of the biggest differences. Um, and then obviously, Tenkariose rod, uh, rods come with a full lifetime warranty. And that's actually something that sets us apart from every company out there, is our customer service and the warranty that comes with Tenkariose rods. First of all, there's a couple of things that we do. If you ever break a Tenkariose rod, you don't have to send anything back to us. Uh, we were the first company to just start sending a segment out as needed. Occasionally, we may ask somebody to send a rod back if they really want to keep the rod and there's something that we can work on, but 99.9% .9 of the times this time, you don't have to send anything back to us. We just send you the replacement parts that you need. Um, and that's for the life of the rod. Um, you know, we've been in business for 11 years now. You can ask anybody who's ever worked with us about our warranty and how we follow through on those, and we're really good about that. I personally have always believed that the way to grow Tenkata uh, is to have people sharing their story with each other. You know, you have a good Tenkata story, you're going to share it. If your rod breaks and you put it in a closet because you can't fix it, you're not going to share Tenkata with others or you're going to share some disappointment stories. So from the very beginning, we have had really, really good warranty on the rods. And to make that easy, we have an incredible team doing customer support. So if you can, you can call us at 888-ITENKATA, 888-483-6527. You're going to get somebody on the phone either immediately or they're going to call you back right away. Uh, TJ and John do a terrific job at getting back to customers. You can try it. You know, maybe that's something you want to do. Try getting a hold of companies that you want to work with before you buy a rod and see how fast we get back to you. So that's the other big difference to support the warranty that we offer. So that's enough. I think I, 
sometimes I can get really caught up on that, but I feel very passionately strong about the service and the quality of the rods that we make at Tengari USA. So I kind of um, sometimes focus too much on that, but it's true. Now, the other question that comes with that is what do I do if I break a Tenkara rod? What's the warranty procedure for fixing a Tenkara rod made by Tenkara USA? The other question is do I need to register my rod with Tenkara USA once I buy it? Um, and, and that kind of thing. So those are questions that we get in terms of the warranty and let me just kind of go through our process. If First of all, we have the thing that we, uh, TJ actually put the name on it, but we call it the Tenkara Care Guarantee, which just tells you that if it's a rod made by Tenkara USA, we're gonna take care of you. Um, you don't have to register a rod that you buy. If it's got a Tenkara USA brand on it, we made the parts for it, and uh, the parts are typically pretty much never interchangeable with other rods, unless just by coincidence one part is, but. Tenkara USA parts are made for Tenkara rods. If he has a brand, Tenkara USA brand on it, we trust that he came from us and that we're working with somebody who bought it from us and we're gonna make everything that we can to make it easy to take care of your rod so you can be fishing again pretty soon. So you don't have to register the rod with us. If you break one of the top three segments on the tip, the tip and the two segments below it, all you have to do is you go to tenkariusa.com forward slash rods and we do have the parts uh, section in there where you can order a tip. And when I say order, uh, this is what's gonna happen for any part that you need or sometimes multiple parts. We don't actually charge you anything for uh, the actual part. So the only thing that we charge currently it's $17 but that's literally our shipping and handling cost. And, you know, we use a fulfillment house. It's, you know, it costs money for them to go pick the part up, put in a box or tube, package it up and get it out the door and for storage and so forth. So we have that legitimate cost for the picking and packing of the part. And then there's the shipping cost. So it's $17 out the door. Uh, if you look up shipping costs, you know, for, uh, for your location from uh, either Colorado or actually our fulfillment house now has moved to Dallas, Texas, you're gonna see that that's pretty much our cost. Uh, so actually, oftentimes uh, $17 doesn't quite cover it. So we get kind of close, but that's whether you break the tip or any other segments and occasionally even multiple sections. So all you have to do for the tip segments, go to tenkariosa.com forward slash rods, you get the tip rod for the model that you need. For the other parts, you can also go to the website to essentially order the $17 warranty, but then just send an email to our team uh, with which rod segments that you need. And we wanna communicate with, the, with you about those because we wanna make sure we're sending the right part. But just know that the way we number the parts of Tenkara rods, we go from the handle up. So the handle is segment number one. Segment above it, the second thickest segment is segment number two, three, four, and so forth. Some of them go up to eight, uh, some of them are seven, and then the top three are just gonna be tip sets. So that's how, all you have to do for dealing with warranties with Tenkara USA. Now, do Tenkara USA rods come with a case and a sock? 
uh, or a case in a sleeve, if you want to call it that. And yes, all Tenkara USA rods currently come with a hard case and also a woven cloth bag. Really nice quality cloth bag. And maybe I'll add to this one, do I need to use a case with a Tenkara rod? And no. <laughs> so the cases that we sell or that we send out with the Tenkara rods, they're primarily an extra protective shipping quality kind of case uh, that's going to protect the rod really nicely in rough, very rough conditions, you know, when it's kind of moving around. Perhaps if you throw it in the back of your trunk, uh, of your car, uh, and so forth. But typically speaking, you don't need to use the case because the rod itself, the Tenkara rod that you have in your hand, is its own case. Rods made of carbon fiber, the handle segment is going to serve as a case where everything else is nested inside. Um, usually, if I'm backpacking, if I'm traveling, all I do, I either wrap my Tenkara rod, my own Tenkara rods, inside of a, some cloth or put in between shirts and that kind of thing in a suitcase, or maybe at the most have it inside the woven cloth bag. If I am throwing my rod in the trunk of my car with a bunch of other stuff and there's a higher chance of it breaking, then I'll use the case. But So yes, the rod comes with the cases, comes with the socks, all of them do. Um, but uh, you don't really need to use it if you're trying to save weight. I think that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> um, other question that we get recently, been getting recently, is I see, I see the Sato and the Roto coming as a set on the website. Can I buy different Tenkara rod models also as a set? So, um, yes, absolutely. So the way we have built our website at the moment is that we have because the Roto and the Sato tend to be our most popular rods, and we just wanted to have one option there for. Just click on one thing and you're gonna get the, all you need to go fishing. So we put the sets on our website for the Roto, uh, Tenkara USA Roto set, and the Tenkara USA Roto uh, Sato set as well. And all that does on our current website is when you add that to your cart, it's also gonna add, it's gonna add the rod and the kit separately. So you, it just kind of gives you the convenience to go to one place place on our website, add it to your cart, but our website is just doing this thing where it adds both products to the website. So it's not like they're packaged as a set currently. Uh, and you can do that with the Roto and Sato, but the other ones, all you have to do is you add the rod that you want and you add the kit. We only have one kit that serves really well to all Tenkariose rods. Um, and you add those two items to your website and you have a set. I am debating right now potentially just redoing a little bit of the Tenkari rod page to have every rod first available as a set, you know, where it's going to add the rod and the kit individually to the cart. So when you're in the checkout process, you're going to see the rod and the kit. Make sure to leave both of those in there. You know, sometimes we see people, because the, what, the cart is going to show you Tenkara rod set, and it's going to show you $0.00. It's going to show you the rod, and it's going to show you the kit, and the rod price, and then a kit for $44. Uh, 
Um, occasionally people get confused and they want to remove one of those items. Please don't. <laughs> uh, our website is just adding all of those items for you. If you uh, try to remove one of them, customer service is going to have to contact you to sort out what you wanted to do. Um, so I'm kind of debating putting all of those as kits on the website and also having the rods separately as well. So we'll see if that shows up on online. I've got to play with it a little bit. So at 38 minutes right now, that's the most common questions that we get uh, in terms of Tenkata rods that I could think of. Uh, if you think of any... Um, other questions specific to Tenkara rods, please come to tenkarausa.com forward slash podcast. And you look up the, the episode for this page, which is going to be Q&A or FAQ Tenkara rods. Or FAQ, ten, I'm going to probably call it FAQ, Tenkara Q&A part one, Tenkara rods, right? <laughs> And now I'm going to work on the next part of this episode. So I'm going to split this up into two parts. The part two of the Tenkara Q&A is going to be focused on Tenkara lines. And hopefully I can also cover Tenkara flies and other questions that we get very often. So thanks for joining me on this episode. Hopefully I answered most of the questions that you might have had about Tenkara USA and Tenkara rods in general. If you have other ones, let me know. Maybe I'll do another part uh, if there's enough of them. Or I'll try to answer in future episodes. All right, so check out the part two coming up very shortly here. Thank you. As always, I'd like to especially thank Nick Ogawa Takenobu. You can find his music at takenobumusic.com, as well as our Spotify playlists. In Spotify, just look up Tenkara, and you should find Tenkara tunes with a lot of Takenobu's music. Find any information referenced to this podcast at tenkarayose.com forward slash podcast. Just find the link to this podcast episode, and you'll find any photos, links, or other information referenced right there. This song is called Voyage Across the Sea by Takenobu.